Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Breathe normally as oxygen is flowing even if the mask does not Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holiloquy Podcast. This is your host, Vernon Scott, also known as Slater Jackson. And if you freak in on that side, Sebastian's add-ons. Hey, y'all. Um, and just in case I have some fandom situation going on that started up, y'all better pay. Pay your pay the bills. Pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Amen. So Hallelujah. amen. Today. <laughs> I am blessed with my friend Nancy, but we're going to get into that a little bit later so she can introduce herself and whatnot. But let me let me channel my inner key sweat for the, what we're doing today. So, all right. That sounds so horrible. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> like, oh shit, are we getting us a little key sweat? A uh, quiet storm hour real quick. Listen, let me get, let me get that deep voice, you know. You know, you, you, know, know. you know. But anyways, this is a love song dissection. <laughs> it's that segment, y'all. I'm so excited. This is going to be the first one that y'all are going to be introduced to. So just know there's going to be a lot more coming. We're just going to be talking about music what it brings to us what we got from a certain song but with that being said nancy my friend (laughs) you know ain't nothing like ain't nothing like um some country ass living over here the lawnmower outside introduced me already so you know that was just the opening music Like, they would cut cut the grass outside my window at the exact time that I've been I'm trying to record. So if y'all hear that buzzing, um, it won't last long. But uh, <laughs> they cut <cutting> grass. <laughs> that grass been high as hell. But hey, everyone, um, I am Vernon's friend. My name is Nancy B. Price. I am a collage artist, writer, and storyteller. I'm from Girard, Georgia, um, and I currently reside in Statesboro, Georgia. And um, yeah, like Vernon said, I'm his friend, and don't nobody better mess with him. So ooh, here we are. Ooh, <laughs> amen, amen. I'm just gonna have to throw that out there real quick, <laughs> in case anybody wanna wanna look, you know get bucked. <laughs> look, and y'all better not fuck with her, cause a uh, nigga over here okay. cuts. He might not shoot, but look, I know who's going to be surviving, and it's not Listen, going to be you. <laughs> pocket knives fit in everybody's pockets. Listen, and our purse with the dog go ahead <laughs> listen Livy can get down to it that's all i'm gonna say look so um oh and as magic happens and the universe operates mm-hmm. uh, i'm going to be showing up on nancy's show yeah. her podcast <laughs> dream it in color Y'all, Come on. if you are if you're not already following you better follow after this damn episode that's all i know please do because Vernon's Vernon's dream story is a doozy and I don't know if you want me to go ahead and talk about the podcast now or wait till the end when I do my plugs girl look both both (laughs) listen follow dreaming in color now and then if you hadn't followed it by the end of this episode go ahead and follow it because it is amazing I think by this point Vernon's episode will be coming out this week and so um it's a doozy it's a it's a podcast about black people dreams and the lessons we learn from them and so I give all of my guests a chance to uh, talk about what their um, experiences have been with dreaming as well as give them a chance to share a dream story with the world and so um, it's a bomb ass podcast if I do say so myself so y'all go ahead and follow that dreaming in color pod on Instagram yes yes (laughs) just go ahead throw that out there real quick (laughs) and i support i love it Mm -hmm. and yes i'm already subscribed uh well by this time definitely subscribed on apple music and spotify because look i don't care which one i'm using you'll get those double downloads from me because let's 
Let's be real. Here, download <laughs> I to what now. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> I know you never know. I already don't listen to your episode twice. So. <laughs> so today we're dissecting two songs. The first song is going to be Nancy's Choice, Dream Girl mm. by is it Ivy Soul or Ivy Soleil. I feel like it's Ivy, Ivy. Soul. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said it right the first time. Mm-hmm. Sis, do not come after me. Do not. I'm sorry. I love we you. We learning. I he knew to it. <laughs> In the second song that we'll be dissecting is my choice, which is Beautiful mm-hmm. Flower by India Ari, the queen. Mm, the queen mother. Whew. Child, she takes you somewhere. She does. So, Nancy, why dream girl? That beautiful ass. <laughs> Oh, that vibe. Let me tell you. Okay, so first of all, um, for anybody who don't um, don't know me or haven't um, had the um, opportunity to follow me on Instagram yet, uh, you should know that I am a music connoisseur and sharing music is my love language. And so anytime that I have the ability to share a song, I'm going to start back with how in the hell I found this damn shit in the first place. And so with Ivy's Soul, how I usually navigate Spotify, because I have a Spotify subscription. I, I happily pay $10 a month to listen to unlimited music. And they have this thing on there where it's just like, I think it might have been discover like the discover playlist they do like weekly updates of like recommending songs based off of your payment payment playing history (laughs) and um i believe i discovered ivy soul through there and it was this song in particular really just the opening um the opening vibes really drew me in first with the um i believe it might be um what's the things called a guitar Mm-hmm. I'm country as hell guitar <laughs> a guitar <laughs> um and it comes in like a little sway like and like I'm as someone whose granddaddy played the bass guitar had a Gibson guitar and had a had a moonshine still out in the woods that little guitar riff, it really stuck out to me because it reminded me of something my granddaddy used to play when we used to have barbecues and stuff at his house in Gerard. And so I was just like, hold on. And then the beat kind of dropped a little bit. And then homegirl came in with the, this ain't the vibe that you used to. Girl. And she said that shit twice. And I burned I remember you saying that that part stood out to you too, right? It did. I was like, <clears throat> first and foremost, you, you came from my life with that first line because I well, was not expecting this. And then the second okay. one, you confirm. Oh, guess Again, what? <laughs> just in case you hoes didn't know, let this me remind you again. The vibes that you're, you're used to. And I'm like, oh. Exactly. I'm just like, well, you know what? Let me put everything down and just sit down and listen to this person. Because I first of all, I had never heard of Ivy Soul. I didn't know who she was. But I knew that she was vibing. Because she said, this is the vibe that you about to get used to if you ain't used to it yet. And mm-hmm. so um, just in like a, just a quick summary of the song, um, Dream Girl is this song about, it's, it's almost like a serenade. It's about Ivy Soul singing to this girl and like talking about how like we just can like get away and be amongst each other's space and in each other's company leave your clothes leave your shoes just bring yourself um bring your heart and we can just like groove and sway and I'm just like I know damn well this girl ain't over here serenading me on this this Monday morning (laughs) I swear look I I listened to it before the episode I was like you know Mm -hmm. let me get my get the energies again and I was like Sis, do you want me to pull up? Like, like, listen, send the Addy right now. Look, look, I can pull up. Like, I, I'm listening to this. Like, did I break your heart? Because <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I am so I, sorry. Listen, I, come on. Come on. Listen, I will I will drop, right, well, the 310. That's all I'm going to say. Just 310. I ain't going to give you my full address, but I will give you the, the number to my unit. Just come <laughs> knock on my door. But, um... One of the, you know, so right away, just listening, I'm a, I'm a listener of vibes before lyrics always. And so um, I always just like the sound of a song and how it goes. Um, but then occasionally I'll come back and be like, hold on, wait, they said something here with these words. And I just remember um, there's this one line in particular where Ivy uh, goes, um, oh, hell. And you know what? I thought I had it memorized, but let me pull it up on my phone. So, you know, I took a picture. I took a screenshot. Mm-hmm. But, and I'm going to read it out so I don't misrepresent her words, but she says, 
um you can't move if you let that weight choose to let you stay and that really stood out to me because as someone who um well first of all i don't crush often i i barely um have any crushes on people but when i do crush um it's it's usually strong but i have a history of never moving forward with with people who I have a crush on um mainly because it's just you know that whole thing about like being vulnerable and perhaps being set up for failure and um rejection fear of rejection and you know as someone who is like a pros and cons kind of bitch um the pros don't outweigh the cons in my mind so I'm just like you know what I'm just gonna hold on to that weight of rejection and just like swallow it and just have this crush on this person knowing that I'll probably never say anything, knowing that they'll probably go off and be with somebody and kind of like confirm, hey, <laughs> this is why you you don't crush on nobody because they end up going with somebody else anyway. Mm-hmm. Even though in my mind, even though, well, not even in my mind, but just like, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's just like, well, girl, of course this person is gonna eventually find somebody else because you never made a move, you know? And so listening to Ivy talk about how like, you can't move forward in anything if you let the weight of whatever choose to make you sort of stay where you are. And so um, granted, I haven't taken that advice to heart yet, <laughs> but it, it was a little different perspective for me to sit down and be like, oh damn, maybe I do need to change my way of like how I process crushing, you know? But even with that, it's like now it's like, it hits you in the face that, mm-hmm. okay, I know this is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm used to doing. I'm used to just allow myself not to take that action. Like that's yeah. the that's what makes that line so fucking real is mm-hmm. because it's like it it's it really does it does make you self reflect a lot like even mm-hmm. a lot of her lines make you self reflect like mm-hmm. uh, feel the wind and the rain on our being and that that song is just like <clears throat> the lines before that is um, let's be naked unashamed come on and I'm we're like, going back to Eden okay we're going back to Eden <laughs> like even with that. It's like that that line in the self is nothing sexual. That is literally being mm. vulnerable in a way. Mm. Like, let's be naked. Let's talk to each other and communicate with each other and be vulnerable with each other and not be ashamed of what any yeah. other person has to say about it. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to Eden, where we were clothless, mm-hmm. where we did not feel shame, where we did not have any uh, any person to just say that anything that we're doing is wrong mm-hmm. just ooh, get ooh. to that point of innocence now that's a good one i'm glad that you brought up that whole idea of like going back to where before shit was viewed as wrong or anything like that because i believe in which you know i don't know if i don't know how like i don't know what ivy's sexuality is or anything like that so i'm not going to assign that to her but i will say just generally I get the vibe from this song as something that's like along the LGBTQIA spectrum that anybody can sort of um, can can relate to. Mm-hmm. And her saying going back to Eden, it does sort of like um, hint at perhaps going back to a time when like, you know, before we started, you know, ascribing societal norms and, and, and expectations to our sexuality and to our bodies and to who we love and who we are attracted to. And so I love that you brought that up. That was really good. <laughs> come on, come on, uh, academic. Okay. You know, you know, I love me some English now. <laughs> and some degrees because you got about 50 of them. <laughs> stop but look but really do yeah Yeah. you know i i also really um connected with the vulnerability in that song too because Mm -hmm. um her the way she comes in sing like i know like i believe she raps and she sings right but when we generally think of like women rappers they're not like singing powerhouses right they're not like a beyonce or a retha franklin or mariah carey or anything like that but there are some like women rappers who can sing really good and what i like about ivy singing is that it is soft and it sort of um con- continues to convey this sense of vulnerability that um that persists throughout the song and it's something that i can sing along to because i ain't got pipes i don't have <laughs> I don't have the diaphragm and shit that's required of like powerhouse singers, but I can hit a cute little falsetto. And um, 
and listening to like the singing sort of carry on that vulnerability again I definitely connected with it because um as someone who craves to be vulnerable I also do not like being vulnerable and so I'm a big ass conundrum over here but um which is so I mean you know I'm a I'm a Scorpio for anybody who subscribes to astrology or anything like that and one of the big things that they say about Scorpios is that you know even though we um crave vulnerability and crave connection we also fear it or run from run from it um and it's mainly because we just we understand the weight of yeah. of that and what that can mean moving forward and um we don't like that shit mm. it was like we we chase what we don't want <laughs> but we know it's good for us that's a word right there that's a fucking word right there (laughs) Mm -hmm. so um yeah that song it just um especially because I find myself in a time in my life where um I'm growing in my sexuality um I'm growing to be more um to view myself as more vulnerable um both like physically and emotionally and everything like that and so this song came at a time in my life honestly when I wasn't even going through none of that shit but now that I am that song sort of came back into my psyche and I always sort of hum it whenever I'm just you know walking around shit I'm just like oh I'm going through something let me let me sing this ain't the vibe that you used to <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm not sure if you have that same sort of experience where it's just like you know there's a song or anything that sort of reminds you about like your sexuality and how it you know grows child. with you and everything child you over here shaking your head <laughs> that's that's how that's how for uh fucking uh anita baker's albums like let me tell you <laughs> the discography just comes back regularly. nothing but bangers hit after hit after hit look i'll be over here like mind my business i'm in a sweet um, love moment or me um really wanted to chill with somebody and mm-hmm. knowing that they're not good and i'm just like ca- caught up in the raptures uh, okay <laughs> Listen, friend, how did it feel to not be able to listen to Anita Baker during the months when she was going through that that stuff? Girl, it was it was hurtful. It was so fucking hurtful. Like when I tell you, because you know, I was like, I'm gonna do this for the queen because Lord knows I listened to her to go to sleep. Uh and just not listen to her to go to sleep kind of kept me up a little bit later than usual. Mm. But after a while, I you know was falling asleep easier. But it was the long car rides that got me and mm. knowing that uh, occasionally because my um, playlist has so much Anita Baker on on there, it mm. will come up and I have to cognizant, I have to be in my uh, pre- be present at that moment mm-hmm. and skip the song yeah. rather than vibe through it or like the song is like 30 seconds in I'm singing not realizing and then I'm like, oh shit this is getting played so yeah <laughs> hey let me let me not give whatever record company my 0.07 cents mm-hmm. yeah and then now we'll be honest there was moments when I, that I went to a daughter's office right mm-hmm. and um whatever it takes came on the radio but I tell you I was a minute like you better take your time doctor take your time take your time please don't call me back (laughs) (laughs) no that's right listen we can't control what come on in the doctor's office you know so (laughs) however we can vibe you know I'm going to walk out (laughs) Anita Baker holds a special place in my heart because she I always credit sweet love it's sweet love and then like i think like some it's another song um by shaggy called mr boombastic but sweet love is i credit sweet love as the very first song that i ever remember hearing in my entire life like i remember like being in a stroller like mama pushing me in a stroller like through like the Publix parking lot or some shit or Kroger or something. And Sweet Love was on the radio playing um, when she turned the car off and got, and I, I'm, I only had to be about two, but like Anita Baker is like the first, the first voice that I've ever heard in my life. And so the fact that like, you know, I'm friends with like an, an Anita Baker stand, it's just like, oh, it's like, it's home. It's my childhood. <laughs> Child, that is the one, uh, one big star that i actually follow because you know mm-hmm. some people just follow you can't follow everybody everybody like mm-hmm. i know people who have like 10 celebrities that they be following i'm just like i don't know how you do mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. especially if they miss it right i'm like uh-uh. auntie mm-hmm. 
actually uh she's empress in my mind but empress she out here doing mm-hmm. her thing enjoying her life she's, she's not trying to be in anybody's drama she's just yeah. doing what she wants to do mm-hmm. the only thing is like she just she just gives that vibe of i just want to be in good energy and yeah. that's the thing that always resonates with me and that's the thing that i love most about her uh, opposed to a lot a, a lot of other artists because mm-hmm. it's like you have those who are trying to stay relevant Anita's just like I'm here because uh, listen <laughs> I mean I can list off a few right now but I won't because I might have to work with them in the future and I ain't trying to have that bad juju on me but <laughs> but I understand what you mean by them trying to stay relevant it's just like no do the shit that made you that made people resonate with you and connect with you those are your fans don't be trying to connect with these young bucks because they got their own they got their own attention span <laughs> mm-hmm. girl I, I i i don't think i could handle if uh anita baker came out with a new song that lasted a, a minute and 50 seconds i would be pissed because yeah. the life like, that i'm used to is not getting put back into me mm-mm, mm-mm, no because we need the riffs we need the soul we need the we need her like screaming at the top of her at the top of her lungs and it only just sounding like a yawn you know i need anita to yawn to me ain't it like fairy tales is like a seven minute long song (laughs) good lord that's a symphony look in two (laughs) minutes of that is just uh music playing and Mm -hmm. am i switching over to something else no because my Mm -mm, life is given to me like (laughs) i'm I'm gonna play the whole seven minutes and i might put the shit on repeat look now i will say speaking of seven minute songs Mm. poetry that I forgot that song. Number. They have one song that lasts seven minutes. Um, it takes you. It just carries mm-hmm. you along, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a good song. What is it? It's not say yes, is it? No, it ain't say yes because I ain't gonna lie. That's there's only like two songs that I've listened to with Flow Tree, so I don't know which one you're talking about. But please introduce me today. Okay, let me because I already got me a ten minute song that I'm a I'm gonna throw out to, which I'm sure you don't listen to. I think it is. Is it Floetic? Child, not the one that be playing on the radio oh wait mm. no it is say yes it's say yes is seven minutes long mm-hmm. damn oh wait 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 nope 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 i'm about to say hello because it definitely felt like full yeah that one's four anyway minutes. yeah Ugh. but you know it I, it does not surprise me that flow you got a seven minute song out there floating around child that's good too mm-hmm. you, you just yeah. be vibing out you don't realize it. you just like this song just keeps going on <laughs> well that's how i am about um about green eyes by erica badu mm. do you know about her you know about her Wait, do green eyes don't get me started okay because <laughs> let me tell you let me tell you i'll sit here and sing that whole thing and this 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 damn episode will be 30 minutes uh longer than they probably need to be but um going off on a tangent here but like one of the things that i just love about green eyes is that it takes you on a roller coaster of emotions like green eyes is like three songs in one and you know it it, it actually sort of harkens to harkens back to why I think I love Dream Girl so much by Ivy Soul because Green Eyes is another song that is just like full of vulnerability and Erica is putting herself out there and just saying hey look I'm a lie and tell you my eyes are green because I eat vegetables it's not because I'm jealous of your new friend or I want us to be back together even though it's a clear lie but she don't care and she gonna stand up in it but then she turned around and like the third part of the song or whatever and just talks about how like you know I'm insecure I stand up in it but I can't help it you know I, I am who I am and I'm just like damn Erica give me all the all the vulnerable feels that I can just like process by myself without having to put in front of people yeah. so that's my spiel <clears throat> this is why I this is why I am very particular about the songs that I listen to because like I, I do love the ratchet shit because the ratchet shit be give, giving me life sometimes but if I'm going to be listening to music just to listen to music, I need music that's feeding into me, that's mm. giving me message, that's giving me life stories, that's giving me uh, emotional healing in a way. Mm. Uh, because, like, just having the sugar-coated um, bitches and hoes and all that, it's fine. It's that's lit. a good little escape. Mm. That's a, uh, it's fine. Uh, I have a great time. Right. Like I'm yeah. not I'm not focusing on the real the reality that I'm living through. But whenever mm-hmm. I listen to something that's slow paced or uh, talking about real shit, I have uh, that gives me 
a moment to be present. That gives me a moment to reflect on what I'm listening to, what's uh, why this song is like energizing me. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is the hurt, the pain that this person was experiencing when they wrote that? Like, even even though this is not my song for the episode, like when I Mm -hmm. listen to uh, uh, Illusion of Bliss um, by Mm -hmm. um, Alicia Keys. When I heard that, I hear the uh, I hear blues. I hear her trauma. I hear her mm. experience of being uh, having to be ridiculed just because she fell in love with somebody who was married. Something that so many other people have done in their lives. Yeah. Yet we're holding her at a higher standard just because she has the money, just because she's rich, and just the mental anguish that she has to go to that she had to go through to get to mm-hmm. the point where she wrote that song. Yeah. It's like just so much of that emotional feeling I get just from hearing the song, hearing her music and all that. You know, listening to you sort of like describe your relationship with music and everything, it kind of gives me this feeling of like how you would um, describe like your expectations of a partner like someone who you're in a relationship with, like you want someone who is vulnerable. You want someone who, um, you know, can take you there and think deep and everything like that. It's just, I don't know. It's almost like, you know, like your expectations of music is similar to a significant other. Mm, I'm dating music. Ooh. Listen, me and music have been in a long-term relationship at this point. <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for the movie in. I just got to give her the key. That's all. <laughs> I love that. I'm here okay. for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, it, I mean, you didn't mention that that was your song, but it also sort of like leads is a good segue into into um, India Ari because I I listened to that song on repeat before we came on to do this episode, and Child India got bars. The Holiloquy podcast focuses on the variability of sexual expression. When it comes to sexual expression, we often depend on pornography to illustrate how one must perform sexually. For those who have not learned this by now, the stuff you see in porn is not real. Pornography provides a singular perspective of sexual expression that is not often the reality we see during our own sexual encounters. The Holiloquy Podcast is a conversation that takes you outside of the compressed box of what many know about sex. Some of the topics we discuss includes kinks, condom usage, status disclosure, and past sexual experiences. The Holiloquy Podcast steps out on sexual norms and recognizes that the norm is not the only normal. Subscribe today and join the conversation. I read because I I listened to that song on repeat before we came on to do this episode and Child India got bars right Mm -hmm. right India has like that song made me cry Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not even going to even uh, lie about that because this was um, back in undergrad where um, when I heard this song Thank you, Pandora, for doing whatever you needed to do um, that day. (laughs) I'm over here battling um, self-image. And this was like a a new thing for me uh, because, well, not necessarily new because childhood, yeah, uh, I had to um, love myself again. Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing, so my therapist said he's going to steal this from me. Um, But uh, when I was younger, just so I can uh, feel loved and feel connected to myself and whatnot, I used to hug myself very often. Uh, That helped me be a lot comfortable. Uh, And that, that just that action in itself brought about my own self-love. And um, I think this was sophomore year or freshman year. One of those, um, I was just feeling um, a lot more negative because, you know, uh, I was in a boot because of an accident that I was in. So I already felt like an oddball. Oh, yeah. You mm-hmm. was in a boot. That's mm-hmm. right. Damn, that was so long ago. So long ago. So because of that, I felt like an oddball. I felt like uh, I was like a deterrent for other people to have fun and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also awkward to be a person in a boot at the club. Um, and then, <laughs> <It is. laughs> and then 
on top of that, uh, I'm around new people and I already had um, a little bit of a social anxiety of meeting new people because I'm a shy person and Mm -hmm. just a lot of things kept boiling up and then I just start hating myself and then Pandora played Beautiful Flower and like just the way it came on just felt like it's time for me to help you heal. Like the way that she introduced that song is just so smooth. It's just so warm. It's just so welcoming. And I I even know that the song is about a, a young women and catering that to uh, females and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I still felt connected to it because it was telling me that, you know, it's okay. Love your body. Love yourself. You are, you're a diamond. You are a powerful person. Yeah. You're beautiful. And since like that that entire week i just played that song on repeat i just kept feeling a lot more powerful i kept feeling a lot more stronger and then i got to a point where i was like i need to show some kind of honor to this song and um i was in one of my creative writing classes Mm -hmm. and i decided to write that story that is in sync with this song like if you sat down and start press play when the story tells you to play you will be reading, you have to do it uh, out loud, but you will be reading the song. Well, you'll be reading the story in tune with the song and the song and the story connects. Um, and it's, it was just, it's a powerful song. <laughs> yeah. um, I love how you were able to like incorporate writing, like, like, I guess like reading like the eyes, incorporating the eyes and the ears and like how people experience you, how people experience your imagination and creativity. Cause that's kind of hard to do. Cause for me, if I'm reading, I can't play nothing around me unless it's like, you know, some wind chimes or some shit. But like for you, it's like, no, you need to read these words while listening because that's the whole experience. Like the way you experience life through that song is the whole point of you writing that was it an essay it was it was a short story a short Um, story yeah i think it had a cat in there somewhere but a cat it had a cat i I need to find that story (laughs) you know what i'm going to do um i'm going to tag it as a link uh to Mm -hmm. like a google doc so people can uh read it and play the song at the same time read it out loud vocalize the words read it out loud okay and I, I send it to you too, um, just so you can see it. But I, I, I think I still have it. I need, I need to do some digging. Uh, if I have it, I got y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I think even in my class, um, because it was completely different, and um, there a lot of people were like, "Okay, I don't get why you had to play the music with it." That was a nice mm-hmm. touch, but um, mm-hmm. looking back at it, I'm just like, "Wait, they were talking shit." not necessarily talking shit but they were just like we don't get it (laughs) but like look well this must not be for you then right it must not be for y'all i see how great that was um like that that was some talent like looking Mm -hmm. reflecting on who i was then to who i am now i'm just like where did i go wrong (laughs) (laughs) wait what you mean where did you go wrong you think you went wrong somewhere well, it's like writing, uh, I can still do it. Uh, oh, I can still yeah. connect to the emotions in my writings. Um, like that one story that I wrote that had, a well, just one line had a lot of people mm-hmm. shook it because they was like, hold up, you just came from my fucking life in that <laughs> one fucking sentence. Oh, uh, you about to read it? Or- oh, yeah. Um, but it's Lord. like, I can still Back. engage people on an emotional level with my writing. It's just mm-hmm. that... For some weird reason, I don't feel that same creativity that I used to have because mm-hmm. I've been That's so real. analytical, so um, looking at APA and all this other stuff mm-hmm. that I forgot the creative side that I actually do have when it That's comes real. to writing. So um, while I'm right, are you looking up, it up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> while I pull this up, uh, what are some of the things that you enjoyed uh, from um, Beautiful Flower? Okay, so I have the lyrics up because for this one, I actually, I was just like, no, nah, I need to to listen to um, what she is telling me. Um, one thing that I really liked about uh, India, because um, 
I, in the lyrics, they're like, okay, so she has, it's not, it doesn't follow like a usual like song structure mm-hmm. where it's just like, there's the chorus, then verse one, chorus, verse two, bridge, chorus, end, right? For here, it's just like, she just, it's just a conversation that she's having. And then there's like a bunch of like affirmation, like affirmative statements in here that just follows throughout the, the thing. So she talks about, yeah, you brilliant powerful resilient yeah you brilliant powerful resilient this song is for you this song is for you this song is for you it's like there's repetition here it's just like no you haven't heard me and i need you to hear me when i tell you this song is for you and you are this beautiful flower resilient person that like deserves to be here and doesn't need like anybody else to tell you how you should be and i thought that was really beautiful I agree. That's the thing that really got me because that's that's the thing that took it away from who the song was written for is mm-hmm. that yeah. regardless, it is for you. Mm-hmm. This message is for you. Does she say that this message is for you? Mm, probably. Um, see. I'm sure she says the song is for you, but no, yeah, she does yeah. say that. Like uh, it does start off like um, just to read it out. This is a song for every girl who's ever been through something she thought she couldn't make it through. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sing these words because I was that girl too, wanting something better than this. But who do I turn to? Like, damn girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it kind of reminds me of like when you were talking about your story earlier, like freshman year, when we were at Mercer. I mean, ain't nobody know who anybody was. We still learning ourselves and each other. And so that line about like, who do I turn to? There is a level of like, isolation and loneliness in that um which that's probably i'm sure what you were kind of experiencing freshman years was like you know i don't know these people so like who am i going to turn to to like help me process like this whole like identity crisis that i'm having mm-hmm. now we're moving from the darkness into the light mm-hmm. okay <laughs> this is the moment of my life mm-hmm. like india why reading people why are we yeah. doing that <laughs> y'all gonna y'all gonna get this love today if you don't get nothing else from this song ain't it and it's Mm -hmm. like the self-love is strong in that like even when you think about um what is popularized the things that is um shown so often on tv Mm -hmm. uh the perfect look who's the most beautiful and all this other stuff you Mm -hmm. get fixated in your mind that i have to look like that person i have to look like them i have to be built like beyonce i have to be built like uh idris elba or um Mm -hmm. that one dude from fucking um bridgerton who's not in season two and upset (laughs) a lot of people that motherfucker because good god that's a motherfucker like Honestly. I might need to get into Bridgerton. Everybody, they mama to talk about that show. Child, it's a it's a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. Most people, I, I swear, most people only watch it for old dude. Yeah. And they just don't want to admit it that they just mm-hmm. love watching him because they kind of want to masturbate to him. But they're also like, if I you masturbate, know? I'm cheating. You're not cheating. Masturbate. Child, Release it. <laughs> let, let that go. <laughs> let let that go. go and love yourself. Ain't it? Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, I think for me, um, because I my experience with NDRE came, it began when I was, hell, I guess probably in elementary school when she came out with her first album. I think we might have been in like fourth grade, third or fourth grade. And um, I had the CD because I'm an auntie. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, that's when CDs was popping in. Child. And so I think I want to say my mama got me that CD, the NDRE CD, the one with her standing in the back to mm-hmm. you and in the, the wall the yellow wall and everything first of all i am obsessed with her back oh. <laughs> i love me a good back and she had a good back and that little shoulder scapula bone or whatever was protruding and shit i'm like yes ma'am yes ma'am but um listening to that album as a little girl um was really cool because there was a lot of again vibes and she was giving me the vibes and when brown when i heard brown skin for the first time i feel like the her music video had came on 106 in part like it premiered on 106 in part and i was just like what is this beautiful thing that i'm listening to and why is right. my skin tingling and everything because i was a dark-skinned little girl i mean i'm, I'm dark i'm darker skinned now um but um i had you know colorism I had internalized colorism mm-hmm. issues that I was uh, going through and dealing with that I only, you know, maybe within the past 
seven to 10 years really got over. But listening to India talk about like brown skin, you know, I love your brown skin. I know she was probably talking about a talking about a nigga um, in, in the song, <laughs> but she said, I love your brown skin. And I'm just like, you love my brown skin. Oh, right. <laughs> you know, thank you. Um, but these lyrics and like listening to India sing this song kind of brought me back to like childhood Nancy she kind of like sang to my inner child in a way um sort of like it reminded me of a time in my life when I did compare my my body to to others when I didn't like my stomach or my skin color or my acne and everything um and now that I've sort of like grown past and granted you know I still everybody I still have my little insecurities that I'm working through but um listening to India like say these words you are brilliant powerful resistant you are beautiful it's like she's singing to my inner child she's singing to like eight-year-old Nancy who you know was insecure about everything and probably Mm -hmm. was dealing with some anxiety undiagnosed anxiety um but uh you know that's a conversation for another day but um I really like listening to this song because it brought me back to her it it reminded me of who I was and who's still there. Like inner inner child Nancy is, is still here and still being sung to, but now she's just being loved on and cared for in a way that was missing um, that I needed to do for myself, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, the healing of the inner us, the children within us. This is it's always a beautiful thing. It is always a beautiful thing. And mm. it's like, just like songs like this is like they are very powerful for a lot of people like like what you said with brown skin like i remember hearing that song not necessarily understanding everything but i still loved it i still Mm. love that it was just saying brown skin is just that just that acknowledging it Mm-hmm. um making it seem as this beautiful like i don't remember the video as much and i think it was a nigga in there but um, i'm sure it was like, probably he- with probably with dreads <laughs> <laughs> right i'm sure they both had dreads you know they did love us <laughs> ain't it but like even with that i'm just like it's still speaking to me because it's something different from the norm is um different from the expected outlook of who i'm supposed to be Mm -hmm. uh it's telling me that it's okay for me to love myself it's telling me that um you are beautiful you are um your value your your skin tone whatever it is it's all right it's good Mm -hmm. it's a good thing it's a good part of you Uh, don't be ashamed of it and um, that's what I get from a lot of India's music is that it's just all about, it's the messages behind it. It's the messages within it. It's the message that you mm-hmm. get through the the lyrics as well as the um, melody that she uses to tie it into. Like, yeah. like even when I, cause there's a music video for this. Not uh, Oh, it is? I, I'm going to loosely say music video. Okay. But she's in a group of young ladies, young black women. And, okay. Um, she's singing this song to them. And I'm just like, girl, I want to be there with y'all. <laughs> I want to be in that circle yeah. to feel that energy of that is coming with that self-love. The mm-hmm. um, To feel the inspiration that you're instilling in every single person that's in that room as they listen to you play play your guitar. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, you you brought up a point that I wanted to I, I want to touch on. And we kind of talked about this earlier, but, um, you know, there are a lot of um, like women singers who sing about like self-love and body image and vulnerability and really like putting themselves out there. So we're like, you know, women like me, like we grow up listening to that, even if we still have our internal shit that we got to work through. Like we know that they're like positive, like affirmation singer singers like Anita Baker, like um, uh, Andy Irie, Erica Badu. But like when I think about like on the men's side of things, I it, I can't think of, I'm sure they, they're they out there, but it's just like one doesn't easily roll off the tongue mm. as, as much. And so it does make me wonder like, you know, if what could be missing like from like the, the perspective of a man 
being vulnerable and saying, hey, we have body image issues too. Let me tell you, let me sing a song Mm -hmm. to you about it, you know, and how to get through it. um, There's only one that automatically always pops up to my head. And that's Mm -hmm. also because he helped me get over some personal trauma. And that Mm -hmm. is Life Jennings. Um, I've heard his name come up. Soon. Yeah. The 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 song "Cry" uh, is all about it's okay for men to cry, uh, mm. and like uh, most people, when they hear him, they either think of uh, "Must Be Nice" or um, "Yep," um, uh, "Sex." Oh yeah, only, he did sing that. Only two mm-hmm. songs, but the man the has ones some I know. deep <laughs> things like "Cry," "Help yeah. Me Hit Hill," uh, "Pick Up Kid" is another good song by him. Uh, even though I wasn't necessarily a pickup kid, that's just somebody who's going around stealing stuff and you know selling it. And it's, 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 it's it's a song of survival. Um, oh, okay, I was just like, "Don't be a freak about stealing." <laughs> yeah. So it was just uh, about how he used to be a pickup kid, how he used to break into cars, mm-hmm. steal things, sell it just so he can survive and stuff like that, yeah. uh, and how that ended up leading him into jail. Um, and at the end of uh, his, like, if you listen to his albums together, his albums are literally telling the story. Like the mm. end, ending of Cry uh, is talking about how much time he spent in jail, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. uh, which was also a reminder to him that it was okay for him to cry. Uh, and yeah, that that song helped me get mm-hmm. to a point of tearing up twice in my life um mm. once after my mother's passing and the other time is mm. uh, when i was writing the last poem in um in the central guy on how to be a hoe uh mm. in the printed version yeah. um like there's a like i don't know what the ancestors was doing that day like the flow of that poetry is every single song i was listening to in the moment of mm. writing it and mm. cry um just happens to come on i don't know no, actually i don't think it even played but i it triggered something in me that i start thinking about that song and i just literally start crying yeah. um but like his he's one of the only people music soul child probably mm. not oh, as deep but he 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 speaks on a love level yeah, uh, yeah a relationship did. kind of level mm. um I guess you can say Nas, but um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, you know, I'm sure. Like, well, you know, I ain't gonna lie. Like these rappers, they be, they be putting it into they, they. they but you know, the, of course, like the world of hip hop and everything, it, it's a, it's shifting now. But like mm-hmm. traditionally, you know, it, there's a boundary, a level of like machoism mm-hmm. that comes with with hip hop and rap and everything that you know, I'm sure it's kind of been hard to break through, especially mm-hmm. like back in the '90s and early 2000s and stuff. Like now, there's a lot more vulnerable rappers out there than um, than it might have been. But you know, I mean give it to Nas for what he's contributed to right vulnerability. Um, did he didn't he write power of the world yeah that mm-hmm. was a good song that was, that a, was good a good song, song. <laughs> you know I I love how music can like evoke certain like levels of like emotion that can bring your body to like have a physical experience like crying you know for me I there are a few songs that have brought me to tears um, I have to, well, I got a few, I'll, I'll list them out a little bit, but I will say I have like my bodily reactions to songs, um, generally are like, um, almost like goosebumps in a way. Like I feel this fuzz, like this, mm-hmm. this tingling at like the base of my neck yes. and on the left side of my brain. And it kind of just goes down my spine into my arms and shit. Oh, yes. um, like I be having a whole ass, I'm sure it's some kind of brain, brain gasm or something. When a good <laughs> song come on, I'm like, yo, I need to, I need a minute. Let me go get a cigarette. I need a cigarette. <laughs> a cigarette. Someone fix me a sandwich. Okay. <laughs> but, um, the most songs that would bring me to tears generally don't have have lyrics to it is is usually like instrumental type songs or songs that have like few like very limited lyrics one song that i just think of off top is called um elitsa by tosca so it's e-l-i-t-s-a 
that's the name of the song. And then Tosca is the name of the, of the artist, T-O-S-C-A. And when I tell you, it's just like some ethereal ass, like just, oh, like it, it makes you feel like, like floating in the air at night on a clear sky. Mm-hmm. And just like the weather is like, 65 degrees with a calm breeze you know what I'm saying and it's just like a I'm not gonna say but like a let me stop (laughs) (laughs) you know what you might have to edit that out of some shit Uh, because that don't do it you're not it's fine but it was beautiful though it was it was you know I'm gonna let you gas me up because that was terrible but thank you um I listened to that song for the first time in I might have been I had to be in high school early high school because um I had just started driving and mom and them um they got a truck and it had XM Sirius XM radio I think it might have even been serious. I don't even think they had merged with XM yet. So it was mm. like serious, I guess, radio. And I, <laughs> I was listening satellite. to a lot. Huh? Serious satellite. Yep, satellite radio. And it was it was all the rage when it first came out. You know, it's just like, oh, you ain't got serious satellite radio, dude. You ain't you ain't <laughs> riding until you got serious, <laughs> serious XM. And so I was listening to a lot of like electronic electronica stations and stuff like that and you know they played a lot of um like uh house um uh, chill hop ethereal type music and i remember that song came on i was driving through gerard i don't know where i was going but i heard it and i just had to pull over and just like consume it and it was just one of the most beautiful things i'd ever heard in my life Mm -hmm. and the fact that somebody can use sound and patterns of sound to evoke emotions like crying and like hell brain gasms and shivers and all that kind of shit like music is so powerful it's mm-hmm. so powerful i mean that's why they pe- play music when they be fucking mm. amen why people be playing music when they have sex all the time that just heightens the experience it does it does <laughs> Damn, can you say fucking on here? Yeah, yeah, girl, go ahead. It's explicit. I said fuck like 18 times. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why people play music when they're having sex. It's like, you know, I mean, I'm sure a part of it is because they don't want to hear the noise or they don't want the person to hear them making noise. But sometimes it's just like music enhances the experience. Child, here they come in, coming by with the with the leaf blower. <laughs> <laughs> they said girl you have to stop talking about sex i'm sorry you gotta shut up ain't it but, uh, <laughs> child i am so sorry it's all so good sorry. it is all but good. yeah like there's a reason people play music when making love or just like having a good time with a significant other or themselves mm-hmm. look music music changed lives music is it's life it's it's, it's, it's literally a part of life mm-hmm. like i i'm so blessed that we do have so much variability in music choices because Mm. like you can go to the darkest corner of like metal to the brightest corner of like gospel and still Mm. get a message that just touch you to the core i got Uh, a pocket got a pocket full of sunshine (laughs) yes (laughs) that's a word (laughs) so uh i found i found that um story i was talking about well okay. not that story the um the most recent writing i did yeah, yeah um so it says i knew he was playing games by allowed small empty showings of vulnerability to allow me to feel special each time we locked eyes i fell deeper in love he was sensitive he was honest he was a lie the image that I conjured for what we were was quickly tarnished at the statement, we're just talking. What, what is that supposed to mean? If we were just talking, then why were we fucking? My body was a complex conversation that I chose to allow to be intertwined within the grammar and pr- punctuation of, your, of his dick. But the entirety of our relationship was summed up to just talking. I would have felt more self-worth if he would have said we were just fucking. At least that was one truth I was not lying to myself about. I sat still, contemplating the evidence in order to illustrate the type of relationship I shared with Dane, the guy I was just talking to. 
Child, now all you need is a drum and a guitar in the background. You got a song. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little beat. Someone come in with a triangle. I'm know? so done. <laughs> Shit, music ain't nothing but poetry to sound. Facts. You know, that's real. Child, listen, it sounds like there's some hurt there in those words. <laughs> when did you write that? Were you, talk- were you talking to... Oh, no, this was... Um, oh, this so- was... I... So the the first line I wrote in my um, my shadow work journey uh, mm. journal, and that was uh, related to someone I was talking to after my uh, my previous breakup, mm-hmm. uh, where I was just like, you know what, maybe I should go back out there see who I can um, uh, meet and whatnot. Out here in these streets, there's ain't shit out here in these streets. Ain't Look shit out here. It it's it's pretty it's pretty bad. And like that's why I just stay home. Go look, ahead. <laughs> and like I, I was just like you know what I can entertain this idea of you know um, being with this person but I, I just wanted to write a story based off of that line and the mm-hmm. line that I wrote in my um, in my uh, shadow work journey is that first mm-hmm. sentence mm-hmm. everything else after that was stream of conscious yeah uh, read the first sentence again oh I um I knew he was playing games, but I allowed small, empty showings of vulnerability to allow me to feel special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Child, thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think you ever told me about that. Mm. Well, I'm happy I shared. <laughs> <laughs> On the podcast, now you share it with the world so people in Norway and shit can listen to that. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Come on. That that is um that is a story that I've been thinking about writing uh about a young lady who's mm-hmm. uh, exploring her uh, sexuality. Um this is a gender-based um story. Mm-hmm. The title, the working title is The Taste of Umami, The Forbidden Fruit. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. I- I don't know if I want to make this into one of those anthologies where other people get submit their own stories or mm-hmm. make this a full-fledged novel, mm-hmm. but I'm leaning towards anthology because I've realized recently that I can do a short story. I don't got the time to do a lot. Yeah, man, listen, writing a novel is hard as hell. I'm still work. I started a novel in 2015. You see what year it is. <laughs> so Girl. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> it takes time. It's hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> it is ain't it but uh i will say we're coming up to that point where it's mm-hmm. time to close down the show nancy do your thing plug plug, plug plug everything okay so um start from the top you can follow me on social media at nancy b price that's n-a-n-c-e-y b as a boy p-r-i-c-e um, I have a Instagram. That's where I'm most active. You can see all of my art there as well as uh, announcements that I have coming up. Um, I also have a Twitter, but I don't really be on there like that. So don't follow me unless you just want to see something <laughs> random. But um, follow me on Instagram. Um, hire me. I work for myself now. So I make art, uh, but uh, not but, but yeah, I make art. And so uh, I also speak and tell stories and all of that good stuff. And so uh big thing coming up uh, like I mentioned at the top of the episode now I'm gonna mention it at the bottom of the episode make sure that y'all are subscribing to dreaming in color um it's a podcast about black people dreams and lessons we learn from them uh dreaming in color has an instagram you can follow it at dreaming and color pod um you can also email dreaming and color pod at gmail.com um rate and review the podcast give it five stars if you don't like it don't tell nobody else keep it to yourself <laughs> and then of course uh you know keep keep being amazing keep doing all that good stuff but yeah nancy b price and dreaming in color love it love it well everyone definitely do all that follow her support like subscribe all the great shit rate review all the shit all the shits um oh my little closing statement i'll get to that in a second oh it's new you haven't heard this yet you're going to like it um 
But uh, as usual, thank you all so much for tuning in to the Holiloquy podcast where we step out and speak about sexuality. Uh, Just in case no one else told you this today, you are beautiful. You are worthy of happiness and joy. You are enough and then some. You may not live up to the expectations of others, but that is okay. You are only required to walk in your own shoes. May each day you live lead you towards abundance. With that being said, love you all and see you next episode. Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.